All right, we got great college basketball tonight on ESPN. Our, our coverage tips off from Knoxville 7 Eastern. Uh, it is the rivalry that elevated women's basketball to the national stage in the 90s. It's number five, UConn against Tennessee. The action comes your way tonight on ESPN. Let's hope nothing like this happens during the game. Uh, we need to relive this again because I just don't think anything is funnier than this. During a college basketball game last night, an Uber Eats guy literally walked out onto the court. Employee of the month. With the bag of McDonald's. What? That, that, that's that's the type of dedication I want when I order in the stadium. I want my food. Yeah. This type of dedication I want. Jerry on the phone with like the Uber Eats guy going, no, no, it's over. No, oh, section 2B. I mean, no, 2B. Is he yeah, delivering he's... it to the guy with the ball? No, like where you are. <laughs> Why is he walking you? out there? You've got to give him a big tip. He's got to get 30%. I, I agree. Look, it is a dedication to task. Anyway, he's on that the court was a little bit. He's on the court a lot. He's yeah, a three-point line, son. He's a ref. Like, get out of here. Passed it to him. In the meantime, that was funny, but it wasn't as funny as this. Let's do a quick throwback Thursday because we will smash helmets later today. Oh. Let's hope something this funny happens again. <laughs> oh. Let's hope something different but as funny happens again. Dan, how long did that hurt for? Dude, that's... It, it didn't hurt all day. Like, it was still red two days later. That was funny. It didn't hurt, it's but it right. was still a mark. It wasn't here. here. It was just right, here. right there. Yeah, that was, I, I think it was good to get the uh, ice on it right away. I think that was that was important. He's but good. you played injured. I was there. Who's to say reporters aren't I was at the game. Tough. I was at the game two days oh, later at Arrowhead. Hey, people outside the stadium asking me, hey, how's your jaw? Did, did, did you get sympathy barbecue? You get sympathy I well, barbecue? I got barbecue. I don't know if it's <laughs> We will smash helmets in this coming hour in honor of our buddy D. Wood, who couldn't be here today, but we will pick the NFC and AFC championship games in this hour, which comes to you live, as always, from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. We're going to start the hour with the NFC game because mm. the quarterback matchup is absolutely fascinating. Uh, right, so you got Jalen Hurts and you got Brock Purdy. You may know this, they played each other in college. Oklahoma, led by Hurts, beat a Purdy's Ohio State team 42-41. Hurts was responsible for five touchdowns. Purdy was responsible for six. So let's see if they can do anything like that. Losing is something, actually, Brock Purdy has yet to do in his young NFL career. He's 7-0 as a starter. He can become the first rookie ever to win a conference championship game. But he'll have to go through an Eagles team that has the second highest scoring offense in the league this season. Here is Philly's spectacular young QB, Jalen Hurts, on Sunday's showdown. I felt better, but don't really matter. You know, it's... Get it, got to get it done. They're really good all across the board. You know, they fly to the ball. They're disruptive at every position. They're well coached. So we have a task in front of us. We have a really good challenge, really big challenge in front of us. All right, so so look, last week against the Giants, we had all these conversations. Oh, well, the shoulder, will the shoulder. The shoulder didn't seem to be any right. factor in that game, but that was a very one-sided game. Do we expect the shoulder to have an impact on this, which we expect to be much more competitive? I feel like it would be unfair to say yes, because the, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts have shown us the ability to work around it, right? So they didn't – early in the game, he threw touchdown passes. He looked fine. His shoulder looked fine. And then they got up big, and they didn't really have to ask much of him the rest of the game. So would it hold up over the course of a game if they do have to ask more of him than they did against the Giants? That's a fair question. But the Eagles and Jalen Hurts have shown us the ability to manage this. That's what they're doing. They're managing it. He is hurt. He is injured. His shoulder is bothering him. He admits that. The question is how much it affects them so far. 
it hasn't affected them enough to matter. In the meantime, he's going up against a guy who might be, right now, the best defensive player in the sport, and that is Nick Bosa. And so you might say to yourself, that's trouble. But Rob Ninkovich is going to show you how it is actually going directly at Bosa that is the right strategy for Philly. Yeah, I mean, Bosa's going to have to have a huge game. He's going to have to be the MVP, defensive MVP. I have a tape. I'm going to just show you two clips. Um, and, and this is Bosa on the edge uh, against an option play, RPO play. You see, he has the mesh here and his vision. This is these plays are tough because your vision is is being um, hindered here with the the tight end flashing back, and he lets Dak get on the edge him for edge for a big game. And now this one, we we know he's a pass rusher. He loves to get up the field. Well, guess what? You have to stop the run too. So he gets up the field, big hole there to to run in, and literally he's hitting himself on the head in the, on this play because he knows. Man, this one is on me. I had to set an edge here. I got up the field too high, and that was where the lane was. So it's going to be a big game for Bosa. The edge defenders for the 49ers, they have to be disciplined. They have to know their assignment. They got to play fast. They got to stop the run first before they can pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. I I just love these type of matchups. Listen, I think Bosa is going to be very important, but the most important person is Armstead because the war daddy that they have and the person that makes this entire team go is Kelsey. And this is what I love when you match superstars against superstars. Because mm-hmm. you got to say, listen, for us to win, you challenge Armstead in the, in, the, in the media, in front of everybody. If we're going to be successful, it's because you're going to destroy Armstead. We used to put that on, on Haloti Nada all the time. Listen, we know that Ray gets all the clippings, but if we're going to be successful, you have to be dominant. Yeah. And if he can dominate Kelsey, that's like taking the soul. Like, that's the soul. That's the heartbeat of that offense. It's not Jalen Hurts. The guy that makes all the calls and gets him the right protections is Kelsey. And if you can destroy that war daddy, then it's going to be easy pickings for everybody else behind. To be clear, he's the center, Jason Kelsey. He is Travis's brother, for those of you who don't know. Did I say Travis? And he has, no, you oh, said, okay. I'm saying, okay. he's, just, 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 to make sure everyone Kelsey. knows who we're talking about. I got CTE just, go just Kelsey. comes out of nowhere. He's just not as well known. You might remember him from the Super Bowl celebration where he had the funny outfit and was yelling and screaming. But the point that you're making is, I, I'm looking at the edges because if Jalen Hurts gets out there and starts to run, that's the question. Look, is A.J. Brown dangerous? Devontae Smith, all, absolutely. But the reason the Eagles kill you is if you take everything else away, the yes. quarterback can get out and beat you with his legs. Can he do that in this game? That's the beauty of it. I mean, you, you talk about the game plan. The game plan has to be tight because you cannot slow a player like uh, Bolsa down. You can't have him thinking, I'm a mesh point. This ain't college. This ain't the old Tommy Frazier days. Right. I ain't trying to play the mesh. No, I need to say, okay, listen, you just go just – like if you they want to expose – um, hurts and he putting it in the belly. He does not have any protection. You take his head off and you get your money's worth. And if it costs you 15 early in the game, who cares? We'll make it up. But then we will take that element away. So you're saying hit hurts hard. It, and and the, the, the issue is the shoulder. So we were talking last week about landing on him, right? That's what you want is you want to land green. on him with your weight. Green, green. It ain't yeah. about the shoulder. It's about getting the best shot. You, I ain't talking about no body part. Everything is weak. He's a quarterback. Yeah. I understand he's a power <laughs> lifter. I don't care. I'm a DN. I do this for a living. I'm in the hurt business. <laughs> Put a river on the Eagles for me. How am I going to do any better than that? No, I, I, how I much better can be done. I think that's the key is, is, is can they be varied and multiple on offense to an extent that the, that the Cowboys were not against the 49ers, especially once they lost Pollard. If the Eagles are full strength, they're the toughest test that Niners defense has faced in a while. We'll do the picks on the game a little later when you look at the offensive weapons on both sides of this game and he just made the point as we were coming out of the break uh, the Eagles the Eagles have all of this they're so loaded and they have two first round picks oh, as a reminder not fair. in the upcoming draft 
this could be the beginning of something very special in Three year window. Meanwhile, in Kansas City, obviously all eyes are on Patrick and the ankle. He walked out to address the media yesterday. Never have we studied more closely a guy walking to and from a podium. Didn't see any limp there. We saw a little bit of him at practice. And no obvious sign of a limp. Not wearing a walking boot. Here was Mahomes on the injury as he prepares for a Cincinnati team that has had his number. Um, I'm doing good, you know. AFC Championship week, ready to go. How's the ankle? It's doing good, you know. I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab, but uh, it's feeling good so far. I'm out to find ways to be able to push off and be able to still make the throws the right way. But uh, I'll push it a little bit today and then and the next day and then the next day again and see what I can do that not re-aggravate the injury, obviously, but uh, to push it to see what, I, what I'll be able to do on Sunday. You hear him talking about pushing off, meaning being able to get all his weight on that back foot so he can throw uh, with, with, as well as he generally does. Not even talking yet about his yeah. mobility and ability to run and all that kind of stuff. What are they saying? I just, first, I just got a laugh out of his name being on his sweatshirt like anybody would want. <laughs> right, name tag. Anyway, uh, sorry. The, 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 yes, he's being, I think he's being fairly honest, right? Like It could affect me pushing off. Uh, my understanding is they felt really good about the way the ankle felt early in the week, right? Like, like he responded to rest and treatment. And then he gets on the practice field yesterday, so that's the next step. How does it react to whatever work he did on the practice field? By the time they get to Sunday, the Chiefs coaching staff will have a sense of how limited he is and how they have to alter their game planning and their play calling as a result of that. They're still in the information gathering stage. Today's an important day to see how he feels after moving around on the practice field yesterday. So, so there's two elements, it seems to me, of the ankle. And let's try and make uh, allow the, the, those of you who are football fans here and getting ready to watch the game to visualize this. There's does he have the ability to plant on that back foot and come through the ball and throw? And then there's can he do all the other stuff that he usually does that kills you? He doesn't run quite like Jalen Hurts does, mm -hmm. but, boy, he moves around, he scrambles, he extends plays. We've seen him in the playoffs historically run with the football a lot more. So it feels to me like there's two elements yeah. of this ankle injury, Bart. Here's why I love this show, because I'm going to take you behind the curtain. Go. And the reality of it is, is I need to know two things if I'm, if I'm the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. One, they'll never know, right? Did he take the shot when he went back in the first game? And this is why it's important. By the shot, you mean something to numb the, it the up? Pain, the pain shot, pain right? Shot. Because here's the reality of it. When you get the pain shot, the first week, it's effective. The second week, is not as effective. So I'll be paying attention to see how he's moving because it's only going to be numbing and feel okay for the first half. So the second half is when I really want to put him on a move because mm -hmm. that's when all the pain shot wears off because you can't get two of them, mm. right? So now I'm saying, okay, now I'm going to put pressure on the inside. I'm going to give up my edges to see if he takes the cheese and takes that bait to run that way and see if he can throw effectively on the move because some of his greatest throws has been on a run with his feet not even on the ground. Right. So I'm going to test that early. I'm going to see how that shot's feeling. I'm going to hold all my exotic blitzes and all that stuff to the second half once that, that, that leg starts coming back to life. That's the stuff that makes Patrick Mahomes the most dynamic yes. quarterback maybe that we've ever seen is it's his ability stuff. to do all of that stuff. And what we were saying in our pre-show meeting this morning, there were, we were all asking, why didn't Jacksonville send more pressure at oh, him last week when they saw? Why didn't they track, track cover? Something. What the hell something. are they doing? What, what, so what do you expect? What's your game plan if you're the Cincinnati defense? Well, if, if I was writing up a game plan, I'd have two game plans. I'd have an early game plan just to see how he looks. I would bring pressure to see how does he move in the pocket? How does he react? And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you think back to the early days of football, drop back quarterbacks, literally drop back with their shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. They literally backpedaled out. 
versus nowadays you see a quarterback turn shoulders, drop back, use his back foot because that's your most important foot is your push-off foot on the back leg. When you hit your drop, you literally are slamming that foot into the ground. So I want to see, how's he dropping back? Is, is he looking like Joe Namath in the pocket going straight back because he doesn't? he's kind of favoring that leg? I want to see a blitzer coming after him, and does he get out of the way quick enough? Is he trying to get out of the pocket? Because then you know, okay, He's going to be in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be scrambling. He's not going to be as, you know, movement oriented as he is all the time. And how and much of that is how much is taken away if he's that? Because look, yeah. he can oh, kill a lot. you from the pocket. I mean, but how yes. much of, if he isn't able to do all the running around that he usually does? How much does that change the game? That's huge. You don't that, have to spy him. That's huge because listen, as a pass rusher. When you have a quarterback that can get up and out of the pocket, that really puts so much pressure on the secondary mm-hmm. that you have to be a little bit more cautious in your rush. You can't really just go for an edge and try and lean and get to the quarterback. You have to be a little bit more, okay, there he is. Let me use more power. Let me make sure he doesn't bubble out and, and get outside on me. So that really affects your defensive play calling. It, it affects everything that you do, especially blitzing and, and the coverages that you're calling. And you two-gap a little bit more. Now you're, this. Now, now you're saying I can two-gap because now he's in in the pocket, so now all I have to do is wait for him to throw the ball and put my hands up. And tip balls change games because the ball go up and your your guys have a better chance to get to it. You know, when he can get out of the pocket, that means he can step up and step out. But if I can keep him in that well, make him pitch it for him well, he's not the tallest guy. He's not Josh Allen. He doesn't throw over the, over the defense. He mm-hmm. throws through lanes. The same lanes that he throw through is the same lanes that he escapes through. So now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking my tackles and I'm running time games so it looks distorted, so it looks like we're coming, but it's not mm-hmm. real pressure. And I take that extra guy and I put him in coverage. And, and the reality is I mean, the Bengals have had his number anyway, right? I mean, this has been a yeah. bad matchup for Patrick Mahomes even when he's been fully healthy. Yeah, the Bengals have beaten him all three times they've played him uh, with, since Burrow got there, and, and it is a, a matchup that Cincinnati, but they, they're also well aware of the danger Mahomes presents. They haven't blown them out, right? So uh, I, I think what's interesting, when you talk to defensive coaches who have been eliminated by the Chiefs in the playoffs, the complaint is the same, like couldn't get them on the ground. And Jacksonville was struggling to do that before he yeah. got injured, which is, makes it even more baffling that they didn't try <laughs> harder to do it after he got injured, but that's the thing. If they can get close to him, but they can't get him on the ground. This is the kind of injury that could make the difference there, that when you do get close to him, you can get him on the ground because he's not able to escape. That's what we're all watching. Closely. Maybe one of the reasons the line has moved as it did. This game opened Kansas City, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Right now, the Bengals are favored by a point-and-a-half. As we continue, uh, did Micah Parsons throw shade at his own quarterback mm. yesterday? We'll show you what he said. We'll figure out what he meant. One member of our crew thinks it means the beginning of the end of Dak's days in Dallas. And then Joe Burrow has never lost to Patrick Mahomes. If he wins again on Sunday, does he become the face of the NFL? We're talking about it with you. It's Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. 
Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals all right before we get back to the nfl the thriller of the night had controversy we got the grizzlies we got the warriors we got the rivalry we got the two spectacular guards four and a half minutes to go warriors are down by seven but steph is shooting his way back in it that makes it a four-point game. Two minutes later, Warriors down by two. Steph, step back. He's on the line, so it's a two-pointer. Ties the game at 113. Steph scored 34. Then here comes the controversy. Take a close look. Clay Thompson with the miss. Jordan Poole's going to throw up a shot. Steph wanted the ball. Running back up the other way, he would throw his mouthpiece into the stands, and he would get thrown out for unsportsmanlike. It ain't about two, Ralph. We can't even see Steph. I will show this to you again. Again, this is in the final two minutes of a really good game. Steph, again, he wants the ball. He's angry. He throws the mouthpiece. Boom! That's it! He would watch the rest of the night with the rest of us. So, a little over a minute left. Grizzlies are down by two. Ja Morant. Look at the up and under. He had 29. We're tied at 116. 20 seconds left. Warriors down one after a free throw. Clay Thompson. Yes! 5 of 10 from 3. Warriors, a two-point lead. Next, Grizzlies possession. Ja Morant, the drive, the dish. Brandon Clark had 19. Ja had 12 assists. We're tied at 120. Here's your ball game. Three seconds left. Still tied. Oh, look at the cut! Jordan Poole on the feed from Dante DiVincenzo. And for good measure, he throws his mouthpiece in solidarity with Steph as they celebrate a big win that brings them back to 500. Golden State flipping a nine-point deficit with about five minutes left into a two-point lead at the time of Curry's ejection. They've now won six of eight against the Grizzlies, dating back to their playoff series of a season ago. Back to the NFL. And we got the quarterback matchup of a lifetime in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow facing off for the fourth time. Joe Cool has never lost. First meeting was last season, week 17. Chiefs had a 14-point lead. Bengals outscored them 20-3 the rest of the way. Last year's AFC title game. Chiefs up 21-3. Remember that. Kansas City was way ahead in this game. Bengals came all the way back. They won it in overtime. And then this season, week 13. Chiefs again had the lead, up seven, entering the fourth quarter. But Cincinnati would outscore them 10-0 in the final frame, and they would win that game by three. And so it would be hard with everything that is surrounding Joe Burrow right now. <laughs> it would be hard to blame him for the video that went viral yesterday as he's running off the field after throwing a touchdown and yelling, I'm him. Because who can disagree with that sentiment? He and his teammates were asked about it yesterday. Here's what they said. Mike uh, caught you last game screaming that you're him. What is saying, I'm him? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Sometimes you black out out there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you hear Joe Burrow say he's him on the mic up stuff? Is he lying? 
I mean, I've been saying that all year round. As long as we got Joe Burrow, I mean, our chances is very high to, to, to win. You know, I'm going to give Graziano credit. You were the first one to sort of put me on to this idea at some point last year that there's just something different about Joe Burrow. You talked about the confidence his team has in him, the confidence he instills in them. Before most people, before Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow, Dan Graziano saw this coming. I went and talked to him for a, a, a you know, sports-centered, on-camera interview last year, right before the season. And he, his confidence is obvious. Like, you can see that he's yeah. confident. But he also has this, like, almost like a self-deprecating, like, it's authentic, right? I, 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 the story I tell is I asked him, you know, do you have any game day superstitions? And he said, no. And then he said, I wear my right sock inside out for every game. <laughs> I said, that's a yes. He goes, yeah, I guess it is. And he felt, you know, so he's, I, I, I don't know, it was, it was just, re- and then he told me the story about why he did that when he was at Ohio State and all that. Anyway, he just came away from the conversation feeling like I didn't just talk to a 23, 24-year-old. Like, th- there's something else going on. He, he doesn't offend you either, right? Like, like, right. like he can be air- borderline arrogant, but it's, like, funny, right? It's, I always tell people it's, like, the difference between Chad Ochocinco and Terrell Owens. Both of them had shenanigans, but you laughed at Chad and you, and, and you thought it was fun. Like, you, you were turned off by maybe Terrell Owens. That's it. Right? And he kind of he comes off like that, man. He is him right now. Right, and listen, I got something else for him to say. After the game, if you beat Mahomes for the fourth time and on your way to your second straight Super Bowl, Tell him, look at me in my eyes, Patrick. Out of captain. Ooh. You hit him with the out of captain now. <laughs> because if he wins now, I don't know what else you say about this young man. And this is the window. We talk about windows all the time. This is the Bengals' window because, unfortunately, they're going to probably lose T. Higgins. They might lose Bates. They got some guys they have to re-sign. You have to capitalize on a cheap quarterback that's talented. Well, according to Joe, his, his career is the window. Right. Which is another yeah, he thing. may think that, but we know different. <laughs> which is another thing that I, I But you I know, Nico, the, the guy that people will compare him to, I compare him to Joe Namath because of Joe the Montana. swagger. People talk about Joe Montana. And then there's the Brady comparisons. And again, it's ridiculous to compare anyone to Tom Brady. The man has won seven Super Bowls. But something about the way he carries himself, the confidence he has, the confidence he inspires in his teammate. You played with Brady. Do you see it? Brady's actually. Yeah, definitely. I see I see that the ability to bring a, a group of guys and everybody on the team looks at you like, yep, because of this guy, we know we have a chance. And you know, also too, you think back the Patriot organization, like we've seen the Patriots in the last 20 years like <laughs> grow exponentially. Like they're 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 a multi-billion dollar franchise right. because of Tom Brady. Now Cincinnati, Cincinnati, like what have they been? Now you have Joe Burrow. Like for the next 10 to 15 years, the Bengals are the team that are just going to continue to. This, to this be is how this is how you know great. they believe. This is how you know they believe in them. They built an indoor facility. That's they were the yeah. cheapest place I mean, in the world. I, we went there's there. like, no, let's invest in I went, to make I sure went, that Joe's comfortable. I thought that would never happen. <laughs> I, I went to Cincinnati training camp to do like we had like training camp in Cincinnati. I remember walking on the practice field going. Gross. It was they had astroturf. I'm talking from the 80s. The reality is, Cincinnati was in some ways the NFL's version of Siberia. It was the place people didn't want to go for a lot of reasons. Now all of a sudden, he's him. Maybe they're them. He's him. Uh, Maybe this is the team that people will want to coming to play for. Listen, these. That's what I love about the NFL because of free agency. Not if he leaves some cheese on the taco. Well, let's see. Let's see if he does what Brady did. We'll see what Brady does because T. Higgins is up for a contract and he's a big part of that success. And Jesse Bates has been waiting to get paid for a minute. Mm-hmm. So let's see what we do because I'm sure he's going to get his extension after this year. In Meantime, he's got a date in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. As we roll on here on Get Up this morning, once again, Aaron Rodgers' future is a beautiful mystery. Could he make our dreams come true? He was him. Come play for the Jets. Bart Scott has some advice. 
as we get there. But first, here we go. Sneaky Hembo versus Graziano. It's our great rivalry. Who was the active leader oh, okay. in conference championship games that never played for the Patriots? Fascinating question, and the answer is next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Mm. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we're back. Here we go. Our rivalry is Hembo versus Graziano. Here's the question. Who was the active leader in conference championship games played yeah. who never played for the Patriots? Right. So, so this is an interesting question. I wonder if it's right because Aaron Rodgers has five. Right. right? And we're not, we're not counting this week, right? Like Mahomes, we're not counting. Right. But the tricky part there is Rodgers is not – the, the highest number on his own team because Mason Crosby has played in six because he was in one before Rodgers got there. So if the, the number is six, the answer is Mason Crosby. That's correct. That is correct. The answer is Mason Crosby. I just love that you get this right all the time. Which camera is this? It is Mason Crosby. Sign that. That is, I thought it was an unfair you know question. Because I'm him. Yeah, you are him. That's exactly what Graziano is him. That's outstandingly well done. Yes, I want that frame. That was a brutal question. It's the kicker for crying out loud. And he's right. Look at the score. Graziano was running Come up on, the score. Man. Graziano is, is a hammer. And Hembo is a nail. That's exactly like what's get, going on. I don't on. like to get too cocky. It's still early in the year. No, no. I like. I, I live for the trash talking. Hembo richly <laughs> deserves it. That is an outstanding, outstanding oh, he's performance. So mad. Look how mad he is. All right, let's do a Cowboys version of right or wrong here. Bart Scott, if I said this coming year is going to be Dak's last year in Dallas, is that right or wrong? I'm going to say right. I think they've gone as far as they can go with Dak Prescott, and now they have to get a cheap answer. I think they go into the draft, and they look to draft his replacement the same way they did Tony Romo. 
They got the same postseason record anyway. All right, we're going to circle back to that in a minute. Meanwhile, Nink, if I said Zeke Elliott has played his final down with the Cowboys, is that right or wrong? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, you look at this year at 876 that yards. That was heavy. Yeah, that one's a bad play. That, that was his last play. That's your last play. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, it's just we know now, especially 2023, the running back, is, it's not a place where you're going to have a ton of money invested. I see him going somewhere else. And then, Graz, if I said the Cowboys will have a new head coach next season, right or wrong? Mm. I say wrong. I, look, they, they let go of four assistants yesterday. So that's an indicator. You start doing that and there's no move made on the head coach. It indicates that, that he's probably okay. Uh, yeah, could minds be changed this week and they have their postseason organizational meetings? Yes, but they, I, I didn't get the sense they were inclined to do this. Uh, and I would say wrong. I like how you said minds in the plural, when in reality it's only one mind, right, that ultimately has to decide this, and that would be Jerry Jones. Because we had Chris Canty in here yesterday. He had a very different perspective on what they should do with Coach. Listen. I'm tired of the excuses as to why the Dallas Cowboys can't get it done. And we sit here and talk about Mike McCarthy and it's not his fault. Well, Mike McCarthy didn't handle the game management at the end of that San Francisco game in the divisional round, just like he didn't handle the game management at the end of the wild card round last year. At some point, we have to hold somebody accountable. You can't do it to the quarterback. Why wouldn't you do it to the head coach? That's the point. So you're saying that you think this coming year is Dak's final year, but that's not changing. He's got a lot of guaranteed money. He will yeah. be the quarterback next year, barring something almost yes. un unimaginable. If it were you, and no one can argue that Mike McCarthy has done a terrible job and deserves to be fired, you would be making a change because you feel like it's gone as far as it can go yeah. and you need a jump start. Right. Would you make a change? I mean, I would. I mean, we saw this with Tony Dungy and John Gruden, right? And it's just like, you know, you get to a certain point with a certain coach where we just can't get over the hump. So you need to maybe infuse some energy, some discipline, a new perspective. Um, and, and it could be already in the building because I wonder if it came down to Dan Quinn maybe getting offered a job somewhere else. Mm -hmm. If Jerry Jones would say, hey, I'd much rather keep him because what he's done with our defense and that it still allows you to keep Kellen Moore. Because it may be come down to the decisions about out of those three coaches, who do you prefer to keep and who you may lose if you decide to keep Mike McCarthy as your head coach. To be clear, Dan Quinn was a head coach, took a team to a Super Bowl, all of that defensive coordinator. Of the three of them, he has done the best job, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. inarguable. Most consistent job. He took over a defense that was terrible. People forget Dallas' defense was terrible. terrible a couple of years ago, and he took over and made them much better. Do you think a change is in order? I, I don't think it's going to happen, but right. yeah, if, if that was to ha if it was to happen, if I would it was be up to shocked. You. Um, I, I, I would probably make the move. I would make a change there. But, you know, you, the Tennessee Titans, for example, they, they were in the playoffs and they had Mike Malarkey and they let him go. because So it's just because you made it to the playoffs and, and you have the ability to get with that where they're at. They should, they should be beyond where they just were. They mm -hmm. should be beyond. They should be in a championship-type game. So, you know, at the end of the day, now, does Jerry Jones have to look at himself and say, now, what do I need to do? Maybe I give a little bit more control here to some other pieces. And, you know, that's why, you know, maybe the Sean Payton stuff was oh, never whoa, whoa, really going to work. I, I got to stop That was never going to okay. work. Okay, the Sean no. Payton stuff, because, listen, Sean Payton got the greatest publicist in the world because he has the same exact resume as Mike McCarthy. It, it, he has one Super Bowl. He went to the Hall New Orleans Saints. He went to the New Orleans Saints. Okay, stop. After Katrina remember, and turned them no, no, into no, no, a no, Super Bowl no, no. winning team. Remember what Green Bay was. How many did he win? With a Hall of Fame quarterback. He, How many did he win? He went to New Orleans in 2006. How many he did he win? He won one. How many he did he win one, one. with a Hall of Fame quarterback? One. How many, how many Super Bowls have Mike McCarthy won one. with a Hall of Fame quarterback? Also one. You had the same here. person. There's, we got like he's so genius. Here, you have two call sheets, offensive call sheets. You got a great quarterback. 
You got Sean Payton here to call the plays. You got Mike McCarthy to call the plays. Who you haven't call your plays? It doesn't matter. They're the Payton. same person. No, no they're not. It's Sean reception a, versus reality. Sean Payton is an offensive mind. And how, many, help. how many Super Bowls did he it, win with one? Mike McCarthy. Uh, he got cheated day, out of one. Not a try. Is a better it, offensive mind than Mike McCarthy. Okay. Listen, what I want to point out, resume-wise. Listen, what you're hearing, it's circumstances. What you're hearing is a debate that I think is going on in a lot of places in the NFL. There are some people who consider Sean Payton because he is he has a dynamic sort of personality. That Mike McCarthy comes off like Strick. He's a can't miss. Jerry Jones thing wouldn't mix. And I don't. I don't think that that would work with Jerry Jones. That's why. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, he's not saying much. <laughs> right, because he comes like he got the strip first day. And so it's, it's one's a better salesman, better PR, man. Hey, day, what was Rex? The, the, Good salesman. He was, and, and you guys got to the uh, – played, won yes. a lot of big games. At the end of the day, that is one of the big factors here, right? Jerry Jones is in control of the show in Dallas, and he has made it very clear over the entirety of his tenure that he doesn't like anyone else sort of sharing any of that. Well, and then flip it around. Like, Sean Payton worked there, right? Like, he knows right. how things operate there. He knows that if he goes to Dallas, he's not going to have the same level of personnel control that he had in New Orleans. And and Dallas giving up a first-round draft pick when they need weapons, when they got a quarterback that costs that much money, they got to pay Pollard, they got to pay some guys. I, I You're just, not giving up a first-round draft pick. Even if they moved off of McCarthy, I still don't know that that would be the move. I think right. more likely they'd promote Dan Quinn. Exactly. But, yeah, we'll see. Sean we'll Payton see. would have been to another Super Bowl, by the way. <laughs> if they threw a Flag he only went to one. If, if what about a, that one? If, if was a fifth, we'd all be so drunk. So that wasn't P.I.? If it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Okay, so this debate will continue, I have a feeling. And it is one that a lot of people around the football world are having. Well, the one thing of which there is no debate is that Aaron Rodgers is going to take up a lot of our time during this offseason again. Another year of drama. Will he or won't he? Does he go back? Does he retire? Does he decide to keep on playing and go to another team? He was on Pat McAfee's show earlier this week as usual, and he addressed all of these different possibilities. If they felt like it was in the best interest of the team to move forward, so be it. You know, that wouldn't offend me. That wouldn't make me feel like a victim. I wouldn't have any animosity towards the team. I have a lot of love for what's going on in Green Bay. And I'd love to finish there. I would. And, and uh, I might have finished there. You know, who knows? But what's the old adage, you know, that people want to say, oh, the grass isn't always greener, you know, on the other side. And I always say, the grass is green where you water it. Ah, so, so I need a watering can stat. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Dan, let, let's analyze the, the – let's try and really figure out how this is going to go. Okay. The order in which these things are going to happen, and Rogers just said it himself, and you've told me this is what the Packers want. First, he's going to decide whether or not he wants to continue playing. Everyone here then laughs when I say that, right? He, he, he's got 58 million reasons to continue playing. Give it, give it, take a little. So, so there's, there's no way in the world he retires. You no, guys, not no all. way in the world no, he retires. No, no, no. I mean, he's just unusual enough a person that he might. But I agree. I don't think he's going to retire. So then what? Now he decides he wants to continue playing. The Packers have decisions to make. He has decisions to make. How does that go? Well, it's do you want to continue playing, and then do you want to continue playing for the Packers? That's up to him. Because if the answer is no, well, I, I think in large part it is. I, I believe that ultimately, if he wants to come back, they would have him back. But he has talked about wondering what the roster is going to look like. Are they going to, are they going to re-sign some of the guys that have been key guys for him? You know, the, the whole kerfuffle the last couple of years has been about him wanting a little more say in how things operate there. And, they, and they've, they've moved in that direction. So I think he would like to, to be in those discussions as well this offseason. If he doesn't get the answers that they like, or if for some reason the team changes its mind and says, we'd rather move on to Jordan Love, then you talk about a potential trade. Is he best served? If, if I told you right now, because with Aaron, again, he's just an unusual person. Mm -hmm. If I told you his only priority is where can I give myself the best chance of winning another Super Bowl? 
Where should he go? The Jets. And I say the Jets because he can do exactly what Tom Brady did. He can go down there and he can bring Mercedes Lewis. I'm sure they'll sign Mercedes Lewis to appease him. I'm sure they'll sign Tanya to appease him. So he can come down there and he can say, I need some of my guys to feel comfortable. Listen, he already, you know, he loves Zach Wilson, right? He talked about him in that interview as well. This gives the opportunity for Zach Wilson to have a mentor for two years, for him to sit and watch, and maybe you can salvage that in a couple of years. But also, he can do everything that he wants. You know, you want to become, you know, big time after football, right? He, he wanted to get Jeopardy. Hey, how we'll give you Boomer and Phil Simms. Which one you want, right? Yeah, he'll have an opportunity to be in the media, do whatever he wants, to match Tom Brady with $350 million. Well, this is an opportunity I think the Jets present, present everything that he wants to do while he's a football player and even more after being a football you player. You know, Bart, Bart and, and I guess to some degree I, it is going to be hopeless to, for us to try and make the argument that this makes so much sense because everyone will just accuse us of being homers. And I get it. I would feel the same way if I were you. So, Nico, divorcing yourself from any of that, mm -hmm. if you just look at the situation right now, they're not going to trade him in the NFC. Shefty made that clear. So take half the league out of the conversation. Yep. If you look at the AFC teams that might need a quarterback, I mean, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo, those aren't options. What makes the most sense to you? Could the Jets make themselves a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, definitely they could. And, and the Jets makes a lot of sense. But you also have to think about Aaron Rodgers. And, and he's, he knows his legacy, right? He knows what he is yeah. at this mm -hmm. point right now. And what would take him to the next level, basically, of uh, forever, right? Everyone's talking about it. If he leaves and goes to the Jets and wins a Super Bowl. If he wins a Super Bowl in New York in general, like – He's yeah. going to be the savior that took the Jets to a Super Bowl because it it's been forever since they were able to do that. Yeah, so. Like Hakeem and coming to America. Exactly. They will drop rose Everything petals you need. Just, you hey, red carpet, rose petals, whatever. So sure. I think it's, it's important for him to, to number one, I th everyone, everyone thinks about, okay, what do others think about me? He could say, I, I don't care. I don't care. He cares. He cares for sure. So where he goes to the next, if he goes somewhere else, they have to have the right situation. They have to have the right pieces in place. And, you know, for him to have control in Green Bay, like, it's – if you're in Try Green Bay – Try to interview Nathaniel Hackett, then what else you want? Well, in, you this moment, in this moment, he could bring his own offensive coordinator exactly. if he wanted to. So, the New York Post is doing what I they think can. think it's a great fit. Graziano, wrap it up for me here. How, what, what do we see here as far as – because the Packers would have to contribute to that, right? They're going to have to be willing to trade him. Yes, and the calendar matters too. The Packers financially against the salary cap would do a lot better by waiting till after June 1st to okay. trade him. And that's, uh, that's very interesting because will teams put their plans on hold until then uh, if that's the case? So a lot, to, a lot to keep. Look, a year ago I would have said I don't expect him back with the Packers, and he ended up back there. So that's why I'm a little hesitant to go too far down the trade route. But it's possible? Absolutely, yes, it's possible. A lot of people are talking about it and, and aware of the possibility, and the Jets are certainly a potential destination. Dan, you know how these deals get made. These are wink-wink deals. They don't have to no, be I, signed. No, I get it. And you understand that Joe Douglas was a part of a deal that brought in Steve McNair late in the, in the process, a trade from the t Titans to the Ravens. We, we went from a team that was defensively oriented, 7-6 to 13-3. and three. They can get it done. You can't make a wink-wink trade with 2023 draft picks in April and not trade them until after June 1st. That's, That's the, the other issue. Problem. Problem, yeah. right? the, the, there are some hurdles. We'll give, we'll give you a play. Yeah. There are some there are hurdles to be overcome in this, not sauce. All right, as we continue, <laughs> 49ers, Eagles, huge NFC championship game. This crew will tell you why the first few minutes will be the 
absolute test of who's going to come away a win. We'll do that when we pick our winners with our most dangerous feature. We're going to smash helmets. I'm not sure if we're going to let Graziano go over there this week after what happened to him last week. These guys are going to take turns with the mallet. We'll pick the games next. I would never hit you with that. Who's swinging? You need him? No, you got it. You got it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, working our way towards making our game picks. Let's start with who has the edge NFC style. Ninko, Niners defense or Eagles defense? Who has the edge? I'm going with the 49ers. Uh, look, they're the number one defense for a reason, and Bosa on the edge, 18 and a half sacks, led the NFL through the beast. They're both defenses spectacular. San Francisco rated just slightly higher. Graziano, the coaches, Kyle Shanahan, Nick Sirianni. Who has the edge? I'm going to go with Shanahan. It was tough, though. I mean, with a lot of respect for what Sirianni's doing. I know what I'm doing. As the tiebreaker, I'm going to go with the guy who's coached in this game before. Uh, I feel like it's it's a good matchup. Shanahan established as a play caller, and, and he knows what it takes to win this game. And then finally, Bart, how about the weapons? Niners weapons on offense or Eagles weapons on offense? Who has better weapons? At the same you got to go with the Eagles. You think about A.J. Brown. You think about people who forget that that uh, Devontae Smith is a baller. He's a number one pick. Goddard's doing his thing. I, I have to go with the Eagles. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room, no, Bart. Why are you wearing a helmet? <laughs> oh, well, you know, because he can't get it off. That's yeah. it coming off. I went back. <laughs> his head is so fat right now. It's so wide in that helmet right now. And this, this is my actual helmet back in the day. This was the Gene Upshaw when we celebrated Gene Upshaw back in the day. But, um, you know, we were trying to get uh, grass some protection. Yeah. You know I mean, I still, you oh, know, in the studio, I have my, one of my old helmets. Is All that right. one of them cork helmets? That thing looks old. We yeah, are it, going to uh, smash. Come on, it's, uh, not a, it's not a Joe Namath <laughs> helmet, man. To make our <laughs> picks. That's banned. It's a banned helmet. But the first thing, I think this is really instructive for everyone who's getting set to watch the game. Nico, I was talking to you before the show came on this morning, and yep. I said to you, what's the first thing you're going to be looking for? What will you see at the very beginning of this game that will tell you it's going to go one way or the other? What did you say? I, I want to see, like, literally, can – can hold on, I'm sorry. I'm Nick having a Bosa. brain fart right now. I want to see Bosa. Yes. I, I keep thinking of his yes. head right now. Bart's helmet. I want to see Bosa off. in the pass rush. Like, literally, if Bosa can get going early, like, that is going to be key to this to this game. If Bosa has a big game, I really think that's, that's going to help the 49ers win this football match. What does it mean? For Bosa to have the big game, Bart, what will we be seeing? The, the obvious ones are if he's sacking the quarterback. But what, what are you looking for no, to see no, what Bosa's no. day is going to be? Well, it's more, more effective on setting the edge, making sure that he sets the edge so that the inside pursuit can come in and make sure that they can make them pay the price. Also, I'm looking to see 
Who can handle Kelsey? Kelsey is the heartbeat. He is the soul of this team. And if you can destroy him, if you're Armstead, if you're Kinlaw, you have to maybe be a war daddy today. And you have to take their, the head of the snake is Kelsey. So Kelsey, again, he's the center. So he's in, this, in the inside of all the protection. He gets him in all the checks. He's the guy that sets all the protection. He's also he's like a tone setter. So like the guys are rallying he's around. Pi- he's pouncy. He, yes, yes. He's Kevin, he's Kevin Morale. He's one of the best centers of our generation. Yes. But so the point is, if you're Jalen Hurts, are you more worried about Bosa and the guys who are coming around the outside, or are you more worried about coming up the middle against your center? You're, you're more worried about like if I'm coming up through the center, like yeah. it's just like the play he was hurt in Chicago. That was cutting up the field and taking a hit from a big guy. So he wants to be on the edge. He wants to be on the outside, running free with it's some safe space out there. You can see everything you're on the safe. edge. You don't know where it's coming from. And inside. when you're on the edge, guess what? You got the sideline to help you out. You just duck out of bounds and you're okay. So that San Francisco defense, outstanding. Keep an eye on whether or not they're making Jalen Hurts' life uncomfortable early in this game. All right, we have set the stage. We have cleared the deck. Only one piece of business left. Let's smash the helmets. Bang. Welcome to the most dangerous segment. Big man, tiny helmet. Who's getting smashed? Tom Brady's not going to like that. That was an excellent <laughs> That stung a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's dropping everywhere. How? Back up a little bit. Okay. How about that? That's going to be out of here. There's no coming back from that. All right, here we go. So, again, last week <laughs> we had a terrible injury. I'm good now. And so Graziano's got a lot of protection. <laughs> He's got the helmet. How do you get over the glass? Who's that? Who's Eric Dickerson? Up, <laughs> he is going to be safe. Okay, so uh, in honor of our buddy D. Wood, uh, you guys are going to share the mallet today. Yes. Bart, you're going to go first. 49ers, Eagles, NFC Championship game. You're going to smash the lo- uh, uh, Yeah, we're going to smash the loser. I tell you what, I think this game is going to come between you know the football acumen of the coordinators and other coaches. And I think if you want to give the advantage to anybody, you know that the advantage goes to Shanahan. That's how we rolling, baby. Oh, wow. Fly Eagles, fly. Not today, baby. That was a powerful smash. He's got the Eagles in that. What'd you say, David? We- the, the, the game picks, we can put them all up there. He's the only one. Ninka, why do you like Philly? He's the only one riding with San Francisco. I, I, it's just a running game in Hurts. And we talked about Kelsey and the offensive line, the physicality of their offensive line. I think they're going to get it done. And not to mention, we haven't talked about that travel, that road travel all the way across the country. That's not easy. And, and why, why do you like Philly? I, I just think they're the better team. I think they have more weapons on offense. I think the Niners, you know, offense didn't look as great last week. I think Philly can outscore him. And look, I mean, is Brock Purdy ever going to look like a rookie who has only started seven games? Maybe two more chances for that. We'll find out. We'll see if it happens. In the meantime, as we go to the AFC, now be careful what you wish for. Mm. Bengals might be getting a little cocky. What are we doing? Their players on the sideline were openly calling the Chiefs Stadium, which is Arrowhead Stadium, Burrowhead Stadium. Bulletin board material. What are we doing here? We don't like that? No, I hate that. What would Bill Belichick You can see the video of it. It's up on ESPN. What would Belichick say? I mean, Bill would be like, what are we doing here? I can't say exactly what you'd say. He'd add a few words He wouldn't like it. Yeah, he would like it. He would call you out in front of the team. Yeah, okay, don't for give sure. any extra. Let's see. So, Ninko is going to make the pick. We have handed over the uh, the ceremonial hamlet, uh, mallet Ooh. to him, excuse me, to hit the helmet. We got the Bengals. We got is the it Burrowhead? Smash. Is it Burrowhead? One's tough, but I'm going to go Kansas oh. City. Oh, 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 stuck one to the chin again. <laughs> See you later. No, I got hit. No, I, I would hit, hit. Oh, it's stuck right here. Yeah, oh, it's, oh. Got, it's on oh. me. Oh, no. 
United States. Oh, you're going, oh, you're going to get a dry killing no. bill. Probably Uh-oh. a very oh, cheap jacket. That's not a cheap jacket. Man, this is cashmere. Oh, man. Soup. Now, things just got real. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have to have a meeting next. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you got to pick that up. Okay. okay, I like it. It's on my fingers, too. I, yeah. I got the glue all over everything. All right, oh. why? Why are the Chiefs getting smashed? Well, I think it's Mahomes in his ankle. That's number one. Like, how healthy is Mahomes? Um, and then I, like, I love Cincinnati. I love their offense, the confidence. I don't love the tweet they just put out there, but I like the confidence on the road at Arrowhead, not Burrowhead, at Arrowhead. We'll see if they can get Cincinnati's the only team that can force the defense of the Kansas City to have to play good football, and they can't consistently stop those weapons. They're too talented on the outside. This is ve- helmet is very tight on my head, and I'm hallucinating a world in which the Bengals are in back-to-back Super Bowls. And, and look, I go the other way, and I've said it before. You're you getting Mahomes and Reed at home getting points. Some underneath. The Chiefs' money line right now feels like the play of the year. All right, Graziano's going to try and get the helmet Squeeze off. We oh, got to open it. First take is coming up here on ESPN right after us at the top of the hour. Graziano gotta, continues to struggle. Could Micah Parsons' comments become a problem in Dallas? And which team is under the most pressure to make it to the Super Bowl? Molly, Stephen A. and Orlovsky. As we continue, <laughs> someone get this man a crowbar. His hair's been growing since he's beating up Himbo. <laughs> Are you okay? Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tonight on ESPN, College Game Day tips off our coverage from Knoxville 7 Eastern, and then it's the rivalry that elevated the sport. Women's basketball to the national stage uh, when UConn and Tennessee were going head-to-head. And then we'll meet tonight. You'll see it at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Before we finish, again, I just can't get enough of this. For those of you just joining us here, <laughs> this is an Uber Eats delivery. <laughs> delivery for Steve. Uh, I'm looking for Steve. <laughs> anyone, anyone, don't mind me. Games being played. Anybody order a chili cheeseburger with pretzel bites? I mean, it really is a remarkable thing. I just <laughs> love. He did the three-point line. I love the sideline. I love the effort. Do you think he doesn't realize where he is? He has no clue. He's not really looking at the court, so he probably doesn't have anything. It was it was not great spacing, <laughs> uh, if you will. One way or other, fantastic day. Thanks for getting up. Oh, my delivery is here. Come on. We'll see you tomorrow. First take. Sorry, caviar. Now.